The Notorious OTB on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $10 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. And make sure to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. Welcome, everybody. Episode two of the Notorious OTB. We've got an uncomfortable plastic chair for you. We've got a mostly empty ashtray if you need it and a seat reserved for you right under the Delta Downs feed. So excited to have you. It's Derby week. Uh, I've got to guess that uh, I got to I got to say, if anyone doubts this man's uh, this man's uh, devotion to horse racing, uh, I, I will fight them. But I'm your host, Chase Sessoms, the Wolf of Oakland, and joining me today Good friend of mine, a dear, dear friend. Again, this is my second straight dear, dear friend. Uh, Mark Capitan of On the Wrong Lead. Are we sensing a theme yet? Touch of a theme, touch of a theme. Uh, nice to be here, man. Thank, thank you for having me on. Yeah, man. Uh, always glad to have you. I So I, I feel like now that I've, I've threatened um, physical violence, I, I got to explain uh, the reason you don't doubt this man's devotion. Uh, a few uh, years ago, uh, some might call the year 2020, uh, around March 17 ish or when the world right around there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. When the world shut down, uh, it was when the, uh, rebel stakes was running in Arkansas. Mark made a decided he was going to make a special trip down to the rebel, uh, to, to hang out with me taking the racing in Oakland. And, uh, yeah. So the world shuts down like basketball games, every major, major sports canceled Oakland, they're saying, you know what? No, we're not scared. We're not scared of a little virus. We're going to keep running. And so Mark gets on a plane and uh, they cancel his flight midair. Uh, so Mark actually braved just flying in an aluminum virus tube to come come watch the ponies here in Arkansas and uh, got to enjoy it from my couch, um, which was and Twin Peaks. There was that twin. The yeah, twin there, was, there was Twin Peaks. Yeah. So as though they decided to cancel on track attendance someplace between Albany and Atlanta on my flight. And uh, I literally get to you know, get, you know, you turn your plane or your phone out of airplane mode, look at my phone. And I have like, it's been blown up with a million texts from chase and voicemails and everything else. And I listened to one of them. He's like, dude, he's like, they just canceled. I was like, Oh, I was like, well, what do I do now? I'm either I'm stuck in Atlanta and I can't get home that night or do I keep going? I'm like, man, I've never been to little rock. Why not take a, take a, you know, little adventure. And, uh, and then, uh, yeah, hung out on chase's couch, watch the rebel. Worst things have happened, right? Drank some Kahlua probably. I don't remember. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> might have happened um but yeah uh mark's here with me uh the reason mark is here is because i i regard mark as just a top-notch horizontal better if you're new to horse racing horizontal meaning the, these multi-race bets the your daily doubles pick threes pick fours and etc uh i've got him here to talk about that because i mean the man knows his structure he knows how to do these things efficiently i'm a little bit more of a vertical better uh, some, some have called me vertical Jesus. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard that name before, but, uh, Mark and I are going to take a look through, uh, the late pick four that ends with the Kentucky Derby on Saturday. 
Uh, he's going to give you his, his uh, bets to use or horses to use in horizontal bets. I'm going to come back through with a couple vertical bets in these races and along with our analysis. And uh, then we'll take a look at the uh, Derby double with the uh, the Oaks on Friday. So the Oaks Derby double to uh, to wrap it up. And uh, man, let's go ahead and jump in. Race nine. We've got the American turf. It's a eight and a half furlong race for oh, grade two. Ooh, great too. Now, didn't they put in a new turf course? At, at they Churchill did. Rounds? They put in a completely new turf course, and we haven't seen a lot of running on it. Um, and so it's going to be – you're going to want to watch the card specifically on Friday and Saturday. Watch how the turf course is playing. I had, you know, Obviously, we don't really know what the bias is going to look like. Um, and another thing to really consider here is they're calling for a lot of rain in Louisville um, between Friday and Saturday. They're calling for a half inch both days. There's a very high likelihood that at least some, if not all, of the card is going to come off i would imagine some of the stakes races like this one will probably stay on they're going to do everything they can to keep their biggest day of racing keep as much of the turf racing intact but uh you know definitely pay attention there's a chance that some of this could come off and be on the dirt instead you might want to cap it both ways just in case or also pay attention to have any of these horses run on maybe softer going you know good turf um you know there's definitely horses that will handle fast turf but boy they get on they get on something with a little more cut in the ground and they just don't handle it so it's something you want to be paying attention to to as we as we go through this stuff yeah it, it is an excellent point uh going into especially on friday's races i mean you might hit a couple of these turf races and we might have not been able to see a turf race at all going into it and just kind of buyer beware don't go into heavy there but looking at these saturday races and looking at the american turf uh mark if you want to set this up for me what are you seeing yeah, you know, I, I think when you're talking these type of turf races, you really want to start with how does the pace really develop? And I think the, the two main event is a really interesting horse in here. Um, they decided to go full send with her in the Cutler Bay last out. And she absolutely wired that field. It looked phenomenal. Threw up a career top, um, you know, and, and I use a couple of different products. Um, I'm both a buyer's guy and a time form guy. Buyers looked at that last race favorably. Time form absolutely loved it. She absolutely freaked on time form figures in that last race. So, uh, you know, five to one morning line. I have a feeling that she takes quite a bit of money. Uh, Jose Ortiz up for George Weaver. George Weaver's barn is, uh, you know, is one of those hot and cold barns. Right now, he is very hot. He is fired on all cylinders in New York. And when he puts Jose Ortiz up, it's normally good things. Uh, you know, the two of them together over the last year at, uh, or over the last year, are 44% with a $5.36 ROI. So um, really live connections. I, I think the two main event is definitely a horse you have to include here. And I think there's also a couple of other really interesting horses um you know portfolio company you know it hasn't been seen since the breeders cup uh juvie um you know as a, a horse that has every right to you know improve in his first uh first start as a three-year-old and then you also have side dog uh, the winner of the transylvania undefeated side dog for Graham motion um you know i thought that transylvania race was actually really really impressive um he had a pretty rough trip actually and still got it done um so yeah you know i think those are your major contenders um i'm not sure you know, what were you seeing on top here you know i actually so i went into this with the thought that with rain in the forecast with how i kind of think a turf course is going to play with that much saturation which should be heavy turf like you said a ton of cut ton of cut in the ground at this point that it's going to end up just chewing up speed on the front end that you're going to see ho uh, horses get out front. If they have to, you know, really have to run hard on the front if they end up in a dual situation that they're probably going to end up fading quite a bit. And that's kind of how I went into this because I could see speed duel uh, developing. And then I landed on 
uh, uh, Balnikov, uh, the horse that ran in Santa Anita last out. Uh, what I found really impressive about that horse, and one, I, I don't want a deep closer here because I feel like I want to stay middle of the pack because I don't know what this track is going to do. Uh, and also, that last race at Santa Anita, I mean, that's a very speed-favoring turf course. Uh, if you look at the fractions that they set, they went, uh, what, 22 and 4 fifths to the, to the opening quarter, and he had a slow break. He had to hustle up to get, you know, three, you know, three links off the lead at the first call. So I think this kind of sets up favorably to him. And then also I'm looking back through the past performances and I see some wins over some soft turf courses in France, like, like you mentioned earlier. So, you know, for me, when I'm betting this, I I'm probably going to be dropping a win bet on Balnikov. And then uh, I, I'm going to put together a, a little trifecta and I I'm going to use uh, one of the horses you mentioned, which was side dog uh, and uh, Balnikov on top. And then I'm going to wheel in uh, the three, which was a uh, red run. And then uh, in third place, I'll, I'll do three, basically through seven, three, four, five, six, seven, who are all my top contenders for that race. Yeah, no, no th- that makes a lot of sense. And uh, Balikov does have that, that back class. Um, it ran pretty well over some classy races um, and, you know, in France uh, with, where there is a lot of cut in the ground, you do have the softer going. And I think your, your, your take on side dog is, is pretty interesting. I mean, I know this is a horse that will, is not going to be on the front end, but I think, you know, Erratic can be fairly tactical with this one. This isn't a one run closer. This is a horse that can be involved. Um, you know, and I thought that Transylvania last out was over good going. And honestly, that track that day was not playing good. That was more on the soft side of good. So you at least know that side dog can handle the going. Um, yeah. And, you know, and you talked a little bit about you know, pace complexion on softer turf going um I, I do like and i very much agree with you horses that can be forwardly placed you know maybe not the maybe not the cheap speed types because you want something normally a little more stable. Oh, oh okay whoa whoa, whoa. Oh, sorry 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 inexpensive velocity thank inexpensive you velocity. Uh, okay. i for the new for the people who are who are new to me and new to the notorious otb uh i find the term cheap speed degrading Therefore, it is always inexpensive velocity. I will forgive it this time. By the way, I might have set an over-under on how many times you use the word stellar. <laughs> I'm not telling you what the number is, though. Okay. Yeah, good, please. Go ahead. You're no, saying no, I, inexpensive yeah, velocity? No. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think I think a lot of times those uh, those less classy horses, uh, you know, tend to stop um, on these you know, these kind of those kind of where there's a little more cut in the ground. That speed doesn't carry quite as well. Uh, but you know, I do want somebody forwardly placed. And I think we talk about kickback a lot in dirt, especially when it's on wetter days where the you know, horses are getting you know mud or dirt kicked up in, in their face, um, and they're they're less likely to pass. That happens in, in turf as well. They're, you know, you yeah. get clods of turf kicked up, and a horse might be a little bit less prone to make that one big deep close where they have to go through all. All that all that junk as they're uh, as they're passing other horses. So um, you know, I think side dog can be a little bit probably more forwardly placed than last out. And I, I do like your 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 try there. Um, I the, the other two horses I thought were a little interesting in here were the Pletcher trained uh, Royal Spirit, the eight. Um, you know, that's a horse that has what I refer to as dirtied up form. Uh, you know, they, they took a shot in the stake stakes last out. You know, they obviously were trying to get in the get the, you know, not trying to run in this race today, right? They wanted to uh, run it, run a couple of races later. Um, but, uh, you know, and the horses didn't, you know, either wasn't as good or didn't take to the synthetic going. So back to turf, which appears to be what this one wants to do. Uh, that kitten's joy was a pretty darn good race. And I'm, I'm kind of interested to see this one a lot of times these Pletcher horses will take a, take a big step forward this time of year. So, you know, you're getting gaff up who rides, uh, you know, he doesn't ride for Todd a ton, but when he does, he does it very, very successfully. So I thought Royal Spirit, you know, again, more of that B type horse. And when I say A's and B's, uh, A's are the horses I want most of my money going through in a horizontal structure and B's ones are ones that 
are probably pricier or less likely to win. I want a little less of my money going through. So somebody like a Royal Spirit and the other horse I liked a little bit was uh, was Coinage, uh, you know, with flow up for for Mark Cassie, uh, another horse coming out of that that Transylvania. Um, and, uh, you know, I thought this one was a pretty talented horse, not a ton slower than some of the others on uh, on figures and it made some sense. Uh, you know, sense in here, and you know, I don't know, is, is Side Dog the best of the division? I think that's how everybody's sort of painting it. Um, but as of yet, the speed figures haven't shown that Side Dog is that much better than anybody else in here. So, uh, especially if you see Side Dog taking a ton of money, I, you know, you can definitely go other ways in here, and, and I, I don't think it's a bad choice. It's a, it was something I noticed with Side Dog was it's just a huge gap between uh, actual speed figures. What I'm seeing, you're a DRF guy, I'm a Brisnet guy. And then this is the week, the one of the like the two weekends of the year that I'll actually look at, at thoroughgraphs. The thoroughgraph number for for Side Dog was actually pretty respectable uh, for this field, and it was one that I, I decided that I had to use. And given the run style, made it a must play. So, all right, take a stand. Who you got? Who are your A's? Your definite A's in this race. My, my definite A's. I'm, I'm going to be. This is a race that I think I need to be a little spreadier in. Um, main event, definitely. I think there's a chance that Jose Ortiz and loose on the lead um, could absolutely just wire this field. We saw um, a, a turf race get wired uh, yesterday at Churchill, actually, uh, on the earlier part of the card. So you know, that's definitely something you can do. Uh, I have that, or uh, you know, yeah. So uh, main event is an A. Then I also had portfolio company and side dog. And honestly, if you made, made me force me to take two, side dog would be the first one I would I would toss out of that group of three, just on the fact that I think side dog is going to be over bet, and I do not think he is that much better than this field. So we're you're going to hear Mark mention a lot to talk of A's, B's, and C's uh, in terms of how he structures things. Uh, it, there is a YouTube video out there that Mark put together that is just an excellent explanation of, of how this works, of how you can efficiently make tickets, save money instead of just kind of throwing everything together in what you know we call a caveman ticket. Uh, I'll find a link, have it for for uh, for the show description that you guys can uh, check out because uh, it's definitely worth the watch. Uh, now moving on to what I feel like could be the easiest race in this in the sequence: race ten, the seven furlong Churchill Down Stakes, presented by Ford. The new must the, the new electric uh F one fifty. Any any interest? Ah, um maybe, maybe. I, I've actually been looking at going electric. Uh we're, I, we're I not sponsored by Ford. You can be like fuck it if you want. Oh no, no, I'm seriously. I'm actually <laughs> I was I was I'm actually kind of thinking about getting an electric vehicle and uh an electric pickup truck, man. That sounds awesome, right? All the torque, all torque at zero, you know, zero RPM. What's not to like? Maybe instead of getting just like a whole bunch of like big nasty exhaust, it will just like vape a little bit, just blow out a huge vape cloud so that you still get some <laughs> some of the effect. Uh, so the reason I say that is this the most the easiest race is uh, you've you've got an absolute monster uh, in the the three uh, Jackie's Warrior uh, horse, you know, through a dud at at the uh, the Breeders' Cup at Del Mar comes back, wins the Count Fleet Sprint pretty easily. Uh, with uh, Joel Rosario up, retains Joel Rosario. Uh, you know, I, I, I kind of have this theory that like Steve Asperson can't get up to take a piss in the middle of the night without tripping over a champion sprinter. Um, it's just kind of he he just does it really well. Uh, I, I kind of feel like this is the 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 easiest, most clear cut winner here. Um, that you have a horse that also, I mean, if it's wet, really kind of excels in the off going. And I thought that this horse would win the race to the rail. And if he had to outduel, he would outduel. And I don't, I think he'll be able to put it up uh, between him and the closing pack uh, with anybody that he duels that, uh, that, that they won't be able to kind of jump up and catch him from behind. So I, I was all in on Jackie's warrior here. What were you thinking? 
I very much along the same lines. You know, I think Jackie's Warrior is the speed. Well, Jackie's Warrior is the speed of the speed. And I don't really know if there's another horse in training that uh, that isn't a quarter horse that can go with Jackie's Furl or Warrior the first furlong. This horse is just crazy fast um, and makes his own race. He's going to get out. He's going to get loose and he's going to play catch me if he can. And I just really don't know if anybody else in here really can catch him. Other thing I love about Jackie's Warrior, again, you, you mentioned it. He's, uh, you know, two for two um, at Churchill. And he's also got a number, what, two of four in the wet. So this is a horse that can handle the off going. If we get a little bit of rain or even a lot of rain, he's shown he can handle that. And uh, since they've decided to cut him back to a sprinter, he's uh, undefeated in the slop. And those slop performances have been absolute laughers. He's, you know, it's just been hilarious how much he won what he won the Amsterdam by seven and a quarter in an absolute hand ride. You know, Joel's going down. The, I was there that day. Joel's going down the stretch, just kind of looking around, waving to the crowd as he's just absolutely destroying everybody. So a couple uh, cheeky whip twirls in there. Just uh, little, uh, little, little, little whip twirls. Yeah. 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 <laughs> point, point pointing to the owner's box with about a furlong to go. Just, you know, that kind of, that kind of cocky ride. Yeah. yeah. I, so I, I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't know. You know, my, my thing is, um, I think if you're somebody on, on skinnier tickets, you single Jackie's warrior. If you need a single in this sequence, Jackie's warrior is, uh, is the single that you, you use in this, in this sequence. I think though, there's also a case that sort of, what do you do with Cezanne in, in here? Um, the eight horse on the outside, Cezanne is, has, you know, is one for one going this distance. Uh, that was the San Carlos. You know, I don't really know who he beat that day, but, you know, this is this is kind of his distance, his kind of kind of trip. Um, obviously, he's in the Todd Fletcher barn now, and you know, Todd Fletcher doesn't need to run his horses in spots like this. He, you know, uh, you know, especially the Magnars don't really care if they see their horse. You know, they probably have five or six other horses running on Saturday, so I don't think he. You know, this isn't him putting this horse here because they want to be, you know, running on the, you know, Derby Day. Uh, I think this horse is probably really well met in here. Now, I, I do think that Jackie's Warrior is just a better horse in here, but Cezine is also a horse that's that's pretty darn interesting. If and especially if you're seeing situations where front runners are coming back to the field, maybe speed isn't holding quite as well. Tazine's going to set that trip where he's, you know, going to be able to uh, top of the stretch, you know, set eyes on Jackie's warrior and maybe hunt him down, down late. Yep. I, you know, I, the way I'm trying to find value here, which actually I do think that you're going to get good win bet betting, betting value uh, out of Jackie's warrior, just because of the presence of horses. Like, uh, like you mentioned, like a Cezanne, Cezanne, whichever I I've heard both. Uh, and then also, uh, you know, Aloha West, like there, yeah. uh, you're going to get some money into Aloha West. That's your, your breeders cup sprint winner uh, from a race where, where Jackie really had a disappointing uh, race just did not fire at Delmar. I think she might have been drawn to the inside, which did not seem like the place to be, if I remember correctly from uh, from Breeders' Cup. Um, so yeah, I, I I'm opting to find my value underneath here, uh, and I'm going to use Jackie's Warrior keyed on top in an exacta, and I'm going to put Long Range Toddy underneath, along with uh, the Seven Mind Control, the other Todd Pletcher uh, for uh, with Johnny V. And my thought being that. Jackie can separate from the field and maybe duel out anybody who went with uh, with him. I always almost call call Jackie her, but I, I caught myself there. I almost always do it. Uh, but yeah, I, I think that if I can get uh, a horse like uh, Long Range Toddy, who is since you know cutting back from racing classic distances. I mean, this was a horse that ran in the, in the Derby a couple of years ago. Now running in sprints is a just a grinded out board hitter. 
uh, and I, I think could really present a lot of value. Uh, not so much, not as much value for for mind control, but still, there's a lot of other horses out there that could take a little bit of money in the exacta pool. So I'm leaning into uh, uh, Jackie Keat on top with uh, long range toddy underneath and mind control underneath and a exacta. And I'm hope I'm yelling corn dogs, Jackie, after this one finishes. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's going to be Jackie's Warrior on top will be my lone A. And I know Chase mentioned the ABCs. The the ABC idea is that you want most of your money running through your best opinion. So Jackie's Warrior is going to have most of my money going through that horse. Um, and I'll, I'll have a little bit of Aloha West and a little bit of Sazine, both as B-type horses. Uh, I want a little money going through them. You know, there are horses that uh, are logical on paper. Oh, my God. Again, they don't run the races on paper, but uh, you know, they're horses that I could see certain trips and certain pace scenarios. And, and again, this is going to be we're also capping a few days out we don't really know what the true weather is going to be we haven't seen workout reports so we're trying to put our best opinions as we know things might change a little bit you know if uh, if jackie's warriors you know puts up has put up some crazy good works and uh you know really handling the surface well i might get more aggressive behind jackie's all right i like it i like the i kind of wish you had gone stone cold no bees but i i i i value your hedge you gotta you gotta have a little a little hedge built in so we are going to take a quick break, get a couple words in from uh, from our sponsors of, of this uh, this year's show, the Notorious OTB with the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And when we return, we'll be looking into the Old Forester Bourbon Turf Classic Stakes and the Kentucky Derby wrapping up this pick four. We'll be back in just one moment. Make sure to get down on the wins. Bet $10 to win $200 promotion where a $10 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Plus, the WinBet Casino is offering a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. And of course, don't forget to get involved in their same game parlays with the WinZone Build Your Own Bet feature. All users can receive a $20 free bet when they win, lose, or push a 3-plus leg Build Your Own Bet parlay between Thursday and Saturday. Players can take advantage of the offer on the NBA playoffs. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit WY nnbet.com to get started offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem call 1-800-522-4700 adult life is so difficult and it's even more difficult when you don't have the right coffee to get your day started and get you firing all cylinders that's why trade coffee is here trade coffee is going to connect you with some of the best coffees that you've probably even never heard of from some of the best roasters in the country. They have experts who have tasted these that vouch for them for over 450 different kinds that are ready to ship to you. They're so confident in their ability to match a coffee to your taste that they're going to guarantee it. If you don't like the coffee they sent, send it back. Give a feedback and a coffee expert is going to find the one that's going to work for you next time. Because let's face it, everybody's coffee taste is different. What you might like, I might not like. So they're going to send you a questionnaire. You answer a few questions and they're going to pick out the perfect coffee for you. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking their quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee that you're going to love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. And don't forget about Mother's Day coming up. A trade subscription is the perfect gift for the coffee lovers in your life. All right, and thanks again to all of our sponsors. Welcome back. We are looking at the back half now of this pick four, the make or break half. 
We're looking at the Turf Classic Race 11. It's a nine furlongs over the turf, $1 million uh, purse. And uh, this was another one that I, I kind of felt I, I could kind of maybe lean into one horse. But there's a lot of tricky things going on here. I'm very interested to hear what you see. Yeah, uh, honestly, you know, if you're leaning into one horse, I'm going the exact opposite direction. This was the race that I thought was the hardest race of this sequence. Um, I think there's a ton of quality in, in here. There's no monsters in here. And in, and as a handicapper, you love that. You love races that have a little more spread and I can go fishing for some prices and, and create some, you know, creative angles in here. Um, you know, I, I think you start with a pace complexion. I think you're gonna have somebody like a Calvary's charge, you know, out there with Tribby fan right behind. Um, I, I think there's a, a fair amount of horse Horses that I could see trying to press and being a little more forwardly placed in here. Um, I think the pace complexion is a little murky. There's no sort of need the lead type. Uh, so, you know, I ended up on, on horses. I thought somebody like an Ivar was really, really interesting. Um, a horse that, uh, you know, he, he has some real quality races. Um, this is a little longer than he normally goes, but I don't think that the distance is too much for him. Uh, you know, the other horse that I, you know, horse that I thought were really interesting, uh, Cheryl Spite, the six, uh, you know, that maker's mile at Keeneland was an absolutely huge performance. Uh, it seems to be a horse that they've kind of figured out as a five-year-old. Uh, those, you know, th the last three races out of this horse have been completely different than, than he was earlier in his career. And I thought Cheryl Spite, who, you know, is, I think your prohibitive morning line favorite, uh, is, is a pretty interesting here, you know, horse here. I don't know if, uh, if, you know, going this distance is exactly what it, what he wants, but you know, a horse that makes just a ton of sense. And the other horse I was really interested in, in here is the A Adamo uh, for Chad Brown. Um, if you're familiar with Flavian Pratt, he was, you know, had been a West Coast rider for a number of years. And if you look at this entire card, it's very obvious that the reason that Pratt decided to move his tact east for this summer is to ride a lot of these monsters for Chad Brown. And so I think if you're seeing that Brown Pratt combination, that horse is probably really live. And honestly, if you wanted me to single a horse in this race, you really, you know, you really twisted my arm. Adama would be the, the horse that I would land on when want most of my money going through in here. Um, you know, again, this is a horse that also has a number of tries across soft going. Uh, that Pre La Force back in Lachan was a really, really good race and some real quality horses in there, like Darkness was in there, who's actually a really talented horse. So uh, I, I think Adama makes a ton of sense in here. So I, you've heard me say it. I know Mark's heard me say it plenty of times. I, I'm a firm believer that there are a lot of times that Chad Brown will have these multiple entries and he will have a horse that he has absolutely no intention of winning a race, but he has the intention of that horse setting up another horse. Remember, these are, these are stakes races. You're not going to get coupled entries. And the reason I point that out is if you look at the owner, the connections for a uh, uh, Tribuvan Tribuvan myth four, uh, owned by Michael Dub and Madcat Scables, uh, we scroll down to a horse that you are also fond of, the Eight Adamo, owned by Michael Dub and Madcat Stables. Um, that here's the deal: is uh, Tribuvan is a is a hood ornament. He's purely ornamental. He's just out to be there in the front, running fast. I don't think anyone's going to take the bait. And because I don't think anyone's going to take the bait, I'm really heavy on Ivar. I think Ivar is going to just run his race because I've seen it happen before where you have Chad Brown send his rabbit and just no one goes with the rabbit. Uh, and since it's more obvious now with the obvious connections with Michael Dubb between, you know, and Madcat between the two uh, horses, I, I don't think anyone takes the candy. And if no one takes the candy, then I, I'm very, very much on on uh, uh, Ivar and 
I'm going to key this, you know, bet Ivar to win uh, because I do think that I'll get, get a fair price, but I'm also going to key this horse on top of a trifecta. And I'm going to use a uh, busy channel uh, as a horse that might kind of go with them uh, with a tribute van out there. I'm going to use a uh, mirror mission and I'm going to use a Damo uh, underneath in second. And then uh, in third, I'm also going to wheel in uh, the four uh, or sorry, the, uh, the five, uh, who do I have? Good God. Uh, two, four, five, eight, and 10. Uh, so we've got busy channel, uh, Tribuvan, uh, mirror mission, uh, Adamo, and then also, uh, Santine as another horse that I thought could maybe, uh, you know, kind of close into a pace. I- I'm spreading it out. I'm taking a stand and I'm just kind of pyramiding this thing with, uh, with, uh, Ivar on top. Yeah, I don't. I don't hate your, hate your take in there. I think there's, uh, you know, you, you mentioned tribute fan in here, and uh, if you know anything about Chad Brown, uh, you know. Manny Franco gets to ride all the good chads at Aqueduct all winter. And then Manny spends the rest of the year doing, um, um, doing the dirty work, doing the dirty work for Chad. So I am pretty sure Trivia fan is in here. If you look at Trivia fan, this is a horse that they've tried to stretch out the last, I don't know, year or two. Um, and it hasn't been seen, I guess, in well, hundred over 180 days, but those last couple races in the back half of 2021, uh, were going a mile and a half. So uh, this distance makes no sense, but what Trivia fan does have is a lot of, uh, a lot of early speed and can really set up the other two chads public sector and, uh, and Adamo. And I know of those two, I do like Adamo the, best but uh you know i think you, you sort of mentioned you know i'll have ivar i'll have uh adamo and shell spite as my a's in here and then the b's i want a little bit of uh you know mira's mission i thought was interesting who was another horse you mentioned calvary charge you know i you, you had mentioned uh tribute fan I, I think calvary charge actually has even more early foot than tribute fan does and i think there's a chance that you know if this is very speed favoring calvary charge does love churchill um has never run a figure fast enough to probably win this but there's a chance that you know if it's a you know a, a turf course where it's not it's it's hard to pass that Calvary charge could get awfully brave on the front end. And uh, the other horse that I liked a little bit of with, I don't think we have mentioned is the Brandon Walsh horse on the outside Santon, um, who is a fairly lightly raced four-year-old might still have some upside. That last race at the fairgrounds was a pretty darn, you know, sneaky, good race. Uh, they went one, two all the way around there. It was a, it was a merry-go-round, which oftentimes the fairground is. And I wonder if a little bit of a more fair going does, uh, does that move Santon up a little bit? Uh, you know, blinks, going on as well so you know again we talked about that murky pace complexion there's a few in here that i think are going to be a little bit more forwardly placed than they have historically and santon's probably going to be one of them yeah and i i could also see a world where uh uh van is about 10 links out ahead of everyone and everyone's kind of sitting that second wave they're all just sitting in a, you know in a wolf pack ready ready to, to jump on them late the full on face scenario where, you know, they break and the horse is 15 out and then gets nailed at the wire. Yeah. We don't need to talk about face or my case for face. Um, that's, uh, you're never invited back just for saying that name. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we are on to the last leg of the pick four, which means it's the big one. This is what you probably tuned in, tuned into here to get, get our opinions on mile and a quarter, the Kentucky Derby for the best three year the best-ish three-year-old Colts in training right now who made got the points. They qualified. They're in the gate. Got 20 horses breaking from the new gate. Man, am I am I crazy to think that this is the best betting Kentucky Derby that we've had in at least at least six years? At least. I, I think this is, you know, we are lacking that. 
it always seems like coming into the derby, there's always that five to two, two to one shot that everybody loves. And we just don't have that horse this year. There are three or four of those horses that everybody's talking about. So it's going to spread that out. And if you can really, you know, really get smart here, there's a lot of money to be made just on, you're getting a ton of value. You know, you're getting horses like, you know, an epicenter at seven to two on the morning line. And I honestly think you get close to that when they go off, there's a, there's a ton of value in here. This is a great betting race. Um, and yeah, it's going to be a real interesting one. I'm really excited for it. Yeah. Uh, you know, there, so going into this, I let's just go ahead and say all Kentucky Derby pace scenarios are murky. That's because your horse can get just full on like hockey checked it into the boards, pretty much uh, breaking from the, from the gate. Someone's going to veer out. Someone's going to break in. Someone's going to freak out. People, calamity cats and dogs sleeping together up is down black is white we you know it's it's insanity breaking from that gate so who knows the horses we pick could just get wiped out in the first you know five steps that happened to me last year with elusive quality who just got body checked and didn't probably got the wind knocked out of it so it's an interesting race i i i see this going pretty quick on the front uh there are some horses that i i definitely uh, anticipate going uh, one of the the uh, uh, ja- uh, um, UAE entries um, summer is tomorrow that's one that everyone kind of is projecting out to be to be out on the front uh, Messier Messier I could rate a little bit but I also seeing probably wanting to be close to out on the front um, there, there's a lot of early speed I think this opens it up for a second wave or maybe even for the first first you know time in a couple Kentucky derbies a little bit further back than second wave maybe someone who can close from a you know show a little bit of tactical speed from you know four to five links out possibly so I I'm just gonna go ahead and tell you who I settled on as, as my win bet because I think it's going to provide the best value win betting in a race that's just absolutely wide open and Oh, baby, I bought in. Domo, Domo Origato, Mr. Rubato. I am on the seven. The Japanese horse, Crown Pride. I, I'm leaning into it. For one, I, I think the horse is extremely talented. I just watched the, the replay of his last race uh, in my dawn. And uh, I tell you that I, I have zero concerns over the distance. I have zero concerns over the distance because of how wide he was that entire trip. I just watched his workout that was just posted on Twitter uh, this morning. As you know, as Marcus mentioned, we're recording this Wednesday morning. Uh, so he just had a, a nice little little blowout before, and he looked sharp, looked really sharp. Not a lot of, you know, looked hungry, looked ready to run. So my, I, I've got some big, ridiculous, uh, you know, uh, vertical bets here because uh, that. The, the exactas typically pay pretty well in the Kentucky Derby, as do the trifectas. Trifectas will pay massive in the Kentucky Derby. But let's hear it. Just first off, before you give me your, your A's, I want to know, who is your Kentucky Derby winner at this moment? Um, at this moment, oh, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. I'm I'm also on a price. I'm on charge it, um, as my Kentucky Derby, uh, Kentucky Derby top choice. And I guess when when I when you start talking about Kentucky Derby, there's a couple things that I look for. First thing, a does the you know does the horse have the ability to get the distance right? Um, a lot of these horses, you know, most of them have not run this far ever. So we're seeing horses that are stretching out to a new distance, and you want to look at their prior races. How did they run? Were they you know, did they win impressively? We're slowing down towards the line. Did they, you know, how did they actually win? And what does their pedigree say about them? Um, second thing is I'm a big proponent of, and of course I pick my horse on top who does not meet these conditions, but, um, I'm a big proponent of the hundred buyer in a prep race. 
Um, there is a statistic. If you go back 40 years, there's only two horses who have ever not who have ever won the Kentucky Derby that did not run at least a hundred buyer speed figure in a prep race. And those are those two horses happen to be Orb and or the year that Orb won the Derby was considered one of the weakest three year old crops in like history. And the other one was the DQ year. So um, those are the only two horses ever to win the Derby that did not have a hundred hundred speed figure. And that really limits this field down to, uh, you know, to a lot less horses. Now, why I landed on Charger is if you watch the Florida Derby, he was the greenest horse I think I have ever seen run that well. Um, he didn't change leads. He finally changed leads late, came flying, almost got to White Abario, you know, at, at the line. Um, he did literally everything he could wrong, do wrong and still ran an absolutely amazing race. And if you know Todd Pletcher, Todd Pletcher has this amazing crop of three-year-olds. Um, every year he's got, you know, 20 of the world's fastest horses, right? And Todd Pletcher shipped every talented three-year-old. You know, Todd Pletcher bases out of Gulfstream for the winner. Um, he shipped all of those talented three-year-olds someplace else to run so they didn't have to run against Charge It in the Florida Derby. So I think Chad is really, or sorry, Todd is uh, sitting on a monster here. He's got a really talented horse. And, uh, you know, instead of eating a chalk and being, uh, being super logical, I'm going to land on Charge It as my top pick. It's the it's the derby to take shots. That's that's for sure. So I, I'm proud of you for not being a uh, a CEW, a good old chalk eating weasel. Uh, it's it's listen if if you can give me a horse that I think has a legitimate shot and it's ten to one plus, yeah, I'm full scent. And I think there's plenty, you know, there's plenty to show me that I'm probably you're probably going to get that with Charge It. I think I'm probably going to get that with Crown Pride. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say. I'm thinking of the weather. I'm thinking of another horse that almost won the Kentucky Derby from the one hole as a long shot a few years ago, looking at Lee. And I'm looking at Mo Donegal, and I'm really interested. I'm also very, this is another horse that I might also drop a win bet on based on what I can get at the window. And uh, it, there are reasons behind it. People are, some people were unimpressed by the Wood Memorial, said he got the cake trip. Sure, I get that. If you look at how big of a step forward he took between uh, the Holy Bull and the Wood Memorial, uh, that's that's noticeable. And the reason to me that's noticeable is that horse has had bad breaks every single other race of its career. This is the first time that it didn't break slow. It wasn't bumped. Uh, and so seeing that, if if it's got the gate figured out, especially with the new gate alignment, where there, it's not like a weird angle into the rail from uh, from the uh, the one hole. I, I think Mo Donegal could maybe, if this thing just absolutely goes nuclear on the front end, and he can get that rail trip, could be could be dangerous. Yeah, I absolutely. Uh, I'll take the exact opposite side. Mo Donegal is a horse that I want absolutely no part of, um, purely on his run style. Uh, if you look at the last you know, since they went away from, yep. so pr pr the, the new they've gone to what's called the point system. You win a certain number of points for winning certain races. Yep. Prior to that, it was what was called graded stakes earnings. So. Since they made that change, greatest stakes earnings allowed a lot of real sprint pedigree horses in, and you had a ton of pace in the Derby, and then you saw a lot of these deep closers being able to get there. Yep. What's happened since that change has been that um, we just haven't seen the closers getting there. Now, closers get up for 
third or fourth, they don't tend to win the Derby. If you look at, um, you know, the first and second places are almost always E or EP type horses. Horses are going to be really forwardly placed. I think Mo Donegal is a great horse if you're building a trifecta or a superfecta to fill out the bottom half of that of that type of structure. Um, I want no part of this horse on the on the front end. And another one who's probably going to be your Kentucky Derby favorite that I want absolutely no part of for the exact same reason is the Chad Brown train Zandon. Um, Zandon is another horse who has got a ton of late foot. He's going to have so much to do in the lane. And and if you add on to that pace scenario standpoint, the other thing is we're going to be probably a wet or somewhat wet track. Add the kickback factor in there. That should even further improve those E and EP, those forwardly placed horses. So horses like, uh, like Mo Donegal and Zandon are not ones that I want anywhere. Yeah, it's the unintended con- consequence of uh, of the con- road to the Kentucky Derby point system is that it's really just kind of homogenized your your winner. It's turned into it's always these horses that are forwardly placed with a high cruising speed. I don't know. I'm having I'm just having these looking at Lee flashbacks. I see a, a rail wide open and I rad just flying up late, maybe not getting up. And that's kind of how I try to structure things. Uh I'm playing an exacta and I'm going to use another horse uh, that I hadn't mentioned yet on top in the exacta with crown pride, which is white barrio. Uh, white barrio has done nothing wrong. Uh, raced really well in Florida. And uh, I, uh, I don't know. I kind of like the, the fact that he got his derby points early. He's been able to just kind of rest and recuperate while some of these have been racing a lot more. He's, you know, Something to be said for experience, and there's also something to be said for being fresh. And he should be pl- plenty fresh. The worry is maybe he's a little bit a uh, little bit rusty. But I played an exacta, and I used uh, Crown Pride and White Barrio on top, and then I put them on top of uh, Mo Donegal, Epicenter, Crown Pride, and uh, and White Barrio. And then I've got to try that. I'm just going to read the numbers because it's ridiculous. Uh, just in case, just in case Mo Donegal does get all the way up. I'm using him and Crown Pride on top. So it ends up 1 7, 1 3, 6 7, 12 15, 1 3, 6 7, 10 12, 15. They don't call me Vertical Jesus for nothing. That's that's quite the that's quite the structure you got going on there. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, when, when I when I looked at this race, you know, I uh I knew I knew I knew I was gonna use Charge It just off from watching his Florida Derby. There's some intrinsic factors there. Um, and, and the fact that I think this horse probably takes a big step forward here. Beyond that, I'm gonna go back to my classic sort of derby winning form, which is horses that in a prep have gotten over a hundred buyer speed figure. Uh and those so the other horses, and again, I'm gonna be fairly skinny this race, believe it or not. 20 horse field. I'm only gonna be using three horses. Uh the three horses I'm gonna have on top are epicenter. Um, he's done absolutely nothing wrong. He's shown he can rate. He's shown he doesn't need the lead. Uh, you know, his Louisiana Derby after getting enough, he got enough points in the Risen Star to get into the, the, you know, gate, um, the starting gate, um, for the Kentucky Derby. And they ran him in the Louisiana Derby where they intentionally rated him, put him behind other horses, let him pass horses just so they could get him the experience. They've done, Asmussen has just masterfully managed this horse. Um, and he is, uh, you know, he has the right run style to run this has pedigree, you know, has a win over this, over good going and has the pedigree that says he should absolutely love it if it does uh, end up being a deluge. So I think Epicenter makes just a ton of sense here. And I, you know, I really have a hard time uh, talking anybody off it. I'd mentioned Charge It 
for all the reasons that I mentioned before. And the other horse that uh, haven't talked about that is another one of these 100 buyer speed figures horses is Taiba. Uh, Taiba to me is a bit, you know, Tim Yachtin trained horse, um, you know, obviously one of the Baffert refugees. Um, this horse has just looked massively impressive in both of his two starts. Um, yeah, there's some things, you know, he's lightly raised. Nobody knows what's going to happen when he gets in a, you know, a big field. Um, is it going to be too much for him to handle? But he seems to be a horse that not a lot of wise guys are talking about. You're 12 to one on the morning line. If you look at overseas books, it looks like he's going to go off at that. And when you're getting down to this, that there's only three horses in here that have run a over that hundred buyer speed figure prep. You're getting 12 to one on something that happens 95% of the time. Uh, you know, I think the value is pretty, is pretty good there. Uh, the third horse that, let me try to find it here. That is that hundred buyer speed figure horse in a prep was Messier in his Robert B. Lewis. And then he ran back to a 99 on the San Diego Derby. I'm using Taiba. So I moved Messier just slightly behind Taiba. Um, just on the fact that I think Taiba has more upside and I think, we know kind of where Messier is now. Can Messier win the Derby? Totally, but he's not a not a horse that uh, I like as much as I like Tyba. Should have stayed in Edmonton. That's all I got to say. Uh, I, you know, I I faded Tyba, and the reason basically being uh, that uh, I I felt like that race just kind of fell in his lap with the San Anita Derby with the the duel out in front with uh, the the aforementioned uh, Messier and uh, also with uh, uh, Forbidden Kingdom who uh, had his uh, epiglottis stolen again uh, hashtag epig epiglottal justice for Papa Mandela it's a long hashtag but I hope everyone accuses it uh, all right so he's giving you your three A's I've given you my big ridiculous vertical bets that big nasty trifecta. We're going to take a quick break, quick break, and then when we return, we are going to wrap it up with your Oaks Derby double play. We'll be right back. We're brought to you by Athletic Greens and their AG1 supplement. So what is this stuff? With one delicious scoop of AG1, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start your day right. The special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, your energy, recovery, focus, and aging, all of those things. It costs you less than $3 a day, and you're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. AG1 supports better sleep quality and recovery, and Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SGP. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash SGP to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right, without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish VPN to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes you virtually invisible online. It's just that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed your computers, your tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing the world 
everything you stream, everything you search for, everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com SGP, use promotional code SGP, and claim 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. All right, welcome back. This is it. This is the this is I feel like one of the just the best bets in racing is the Oaks Oaks Derby double because I, it seems like it seems like rarely do you get just two chalk results uh in, in these two races. I, I think you're gonna especially with a wide open derby, it, it, this could be just an extremely lucrative bet. That's why I'm so interested in it. And this spans from Friday to Saturday with the Kentucky Oaks and the Kentucky Derby. And uh I mean I, I got to tell you, there are two, only two horses that I'm interested in using in the Oaks. Um, and it, a lot of, I mean, it's going to be sloppy, but I'm actually going to try to avoid some of these, uh, the the early pace, because this looks like it might turn into a suicide duel on the front. And so I'm going to end up dutching uh, races, uh, dutching uh, bets here and using Secret Oath. And then I'm going to use Kath, uh, uh, Kathleen O. Uh, I, I really like this horse. I, I feel like that's a horse that's somehow still kind of uh, under the radar. Uh, in the in the Oaks, and I I feel like it's a maybe a good spot to really kick off in into that race uh, as a horse that could come from off the pace, especially if I think it's going to melt down with uh, especially with like Echo Zulu going early. Uh, Kathleen O, I mean, also if you look at if you pay any attention to thoroughgraphs, that thoroughgraph figure is way above the rest of this field, so it felt like like a must use. So uh, what what were you thinking? Who who are your horses that you're going to be uh, keen off of going into this? Yeah, no, I thought this was a really deep and competitive field in the Oaks. I think the Oaks is actually probably a more competitive field than the Derby is. But uh, no, I, I ended up on three horses here as well. So, I mean, I don't I don't love the three by three, um, the three by three daily double, but I am going to have some prices in here. So I think, you know, even if you, uh, you know, even if it chalks out somewhat, you're still going to get paid. So first off is Ness, the four for Todd Pletcher. Uh, she's four or five lifetime has gone this distance in the Ashland. That Ashland was just freaky impressive. You watched it. You know, I don't know who she necessarily beat or the quality of the field that she beat in that Ashland. Um, but that was over a wet, fast track. So it had a little water in it. You know, she can handle the off going and she just absolutely mode away from it the, the entire field looked like it was standing still when she went rolling by so uh she uh she was very 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 impressive there and uh ashland runners have historically done very well when they ship to uh churchill for the kentucky uh kentucky oaks um the other horse that i wanted quite a bit of is uh is echo zulu um you know we, we haven't seen her since march um obviously your breeders cup uh, juvenile filly winner of last year. You're what champion two year champion two year old filly of last year. Um, she has crazy early tactical speed. Uh, has a win across the off going and that spin away, and uh, she's undefeated. And I, I think it, it, you know honestly, Echo Zulu at four to one. I think that's a huge amount of value. You're talking an undefeated horse who's done nothing wrong, put up huge figures along the way, and sh- shown that she is probably the best of her class. And uh, it's kind of getting ignored on the board and not getting a lot of respect, which, uh, which I definitely, uh, I definitely like her quite a bit here. 
And, you know, I know the whole curse of these uh, UAE Derby shippers that they, they never seem to run. They never seem to bring their A game. But but Shahama, the 13, I am just super interested in this horse. You know, Flavian Pratt gets up. Um, the, the horse is in the Todd Pletcher barn. I don't know if this is just because um, Fozzie uh, does not have... Uh, the ability to train in the United States. So they needed to move it to somebody or if this horse is going to stay um, in the, in the Pletcher barn. But if you watch that UAE Oaks, she was just, she was left absolutely dead last at the gate gate. She had to probably spot the field six or seven lengths. She rounded the field and went rolling on by. She was so much better. And again, I don't know who she was beating, um, but she was so much better than the field she was running against. She does have a win on, uh, you know, on the off going, which we know we're going to have on Friday. And, you know, at 15 to one, she's a super interesting horse uh, that I think kind of gets, you know, gets ignored on the board a little bit. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I, I, I can see there. I think there are a lot of ways to go. And with the Oaks, I, I feel like a lot of times I'm probably, I'm more likely just betting on chaos. I feel like three-year-old Phillies just chaos chaos will happen yeah. so the, the, I, this I, race historically is is the chaos race this is the race that you get those 20 and 30 dollar winners in so i i'm taking my my secret oath and then also my kathleen o and then i'll be dutching bets using those two and going into the kind of the four horses that i mentioned that i do like for the for the actual derby itself which can be mo donegal uh epicenter crown pride and then last but not least for the gentleman who looks like uh your your uh, excursion captain on the cruise to take you snorkeling who not so subtly suggests that he knows where he can get you some weed or some Molly Safi Joseph jr. The white Rastafarian himself uh, using white barrio there. So it'll be uh Kathleen O and secret oath with uh Mo Donegal epicenter crown pride white barrio. Yeah, and I ended up uh, four seven thirteen over three eight twelve. Uh, the horses that I've that I've talked about, so that comes out to Nest, uh, Echo Zulu, and Shahama in this. And then um, what did I end up? Yeah, and then the other three that I had in the uh, the Derby, which I've already sort of talked about. So, sure. um, yep. And again, if you do catch one of those prices, I think this you're you're very right. This double has the potential to pay really massive. Yep, absolutely. Well. That is it for us. We, we've hit everything. We've given you a pick four. We've given you all sorts of vertical bets for all these races. We've, we've given you a, a two-day bet. Who else does that? Probably a lot of people this time of year, but I like to, you know, like to pound my chest a little bit. Mark, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, like I said, well, we've known each other as long as I've known Josh, roughly. Um, since from the early days when I tried to scare you by asking repeatedly just to randomly sleep on your couch, uh man mark thank you so much let the people know where they can find you on social what you might have coming up with uh the guys on the wrong lead yeah i on twitter i am two two underscore turns um which is a throwback to horse racing uh you can find me there i also a bunch of guys and i you know, we, i know josh was on here last week uh we run a group called on the wrong lead we uh got into that doing that trying to create more beginner friendly horse racing content if you're new to the game you want to know how to you know how do i make an abc ticket how do i understand pace how do i read the form for the first time check us out on youtube it's on the wrong lead uh and we have a lot of video content on there and we're also doing sh uh, live streams we have both on this coming thursday and friday friday at 8 30 eastern we'll have live streams thursday we'll be covering the oaks card the late pick five there and friday we'll be covering the uh you know the derby card and the late the late pick five there all right 
Guys, definitely check those out. A lot of good information coming out of those. I might be slightly biased because if it wasn't for these fools, I would probably would not be talking into a microphone to people because uh, that's kind of where I got my start. Um, all good guys. But Mark, thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure having you here in the Notorious OTV. Please remember to throw away your tickets and let's cash a big one. Good luck in the Derby, folks. Good luck, people.